Hello everybody and welcome back to No Good Thing Apart. My name is Sarah and I am your host and today I have a special guest on here named Olivia. Hello! I'm super excited to be here today. So fun! (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about friendship as well as Olivia is going to share her testimony. So Olivia, you can take it away. Okay, yeah. Um, I will say it was really cool getting to like hear your testimony. It was really cool just hearing it from your perspective because I've done a lot of life with you and so I've walked into you those seasons. So there's just something really special about like people vocalizing their testimony and being able to hear that from a personal experience of how the Lord has worked in their life. Um, So excited to share my testimony today as well and just pray that it encourages people that um, offers hope um, and yeah. Yeah. So I've, I feel like I haven't really like heard your testimony, even though yeah. we've been on so many youth group trips <laughs> and we've been like, I've lived a lot of life with you. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's just like, you were already a Christian when I, right. Came. Yeah. You know, I know some of the other parts, but I'll let yeah. you share it. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of grew up in the church. My mom was a kids minister, um, for almost 17 years. And so I grew up as a staff kid at our church and just had a very consistent church community my entire life. We went to the same church um, up until about two years ago now. And um, so I grew up going to church every single Sunday morning, typically all three services. (laughs) Um, And that was just kind of, that was the thing that we did. It was a very normal routine for me. um, And just my parents had their beliefs and so I just kind of grew up going okay yep this is what we believe here's what we kind of do and never really questioned it um I definitely think that when I was eight years old um, at VBS one summer I decided to give my life to Christ and wanted to be baptized that summer um and so I was baptized when I was eight years old and I know that like I had that childlike faith like I fully believed um in Christ um, coming, dying for our sins, and um, there was just no doubt in my mind. It just, that's what was, and I didn't question it. Um, And so it wasn't really until then, like, that I was going into middle school that I was surrounded by a lot of friends that had very different backgrounds and um, experiences growing up, and a lot of them didn't share the same beliefs as I did. Um, And so it kind of started becoming a little confusing for me, um, realizing that there's other beliefs out there and not everyone believes um, what I believe. And I then at some point in middle school began really struggling with my beliefs because I had some friends who made fun of Christianity and um, it just was, it made me feel really embarrassed about being a Christian and it wasn't something that I wanted to tell other people about because I was nervous that they would judge me or make fun of me. Um, and so I was definitely living very worldly um, in middle school because I just thought like, well, these people are going to judge me and I want to please others and I want them to like me. And so I really began hiding my faith and I was living two very different lives because I was still very involved in my church Mm -hmm. and serving in kids ministry and going to church every single Sunday and um, had a lot of friends at church but I was living very differently than um, the rest of the week at school 
So, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> you can take a drink of water if you need to. <laughs> so, I really then started just struggling with feeling very hypocritical in my relationship with the Lord. Um, I don't looking back, really realized like I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus at that point. My faith was still very much my parents' faith. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just remember struggling and being like, okay, I all of a sudden now have all of these doubts and these questions. And do I really believe these things? And do I believe in God? And, um, mm -hmm. and had just a lot of doubts that I was struggling with, but I felt so ashamed for having these doubts and these questions because... Mm -hmm. I was a staff kid. I grew up in church. I was there every single Sunday. I'm supposed to know everything and like have all the questions <clears throat> or sorry, have all the answers. Um, and so I really was like, felt like I, I can't ask questions. That's going to show that like I'm weak, that I don't yeah. know, that I don't understand things. <clears throat> so for a long time, just <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know if it's okay. <laughs> <I'm> struggling. <laughs> Did not expect this. The same thing happened when I was doing a podcast thing with Josh. Anyways. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, Maybe it's like you get nervous and I then know. your body's just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was I? Oh, yeah. Feeling hypocritical. So for a long time, I just sat with those questions and didn't seek out answers, didn't want to tell anyone about the things that I was struggling with, the doubts that I had, um, which really led to a lot of depression and anxiety. I started to hate myself. I saw um, just how hypocritical I was and I saw the way that I was living and I knew that like I wasn't truly a Christian, but I also was struggling with like some of the more worldly things that my friends were doing. So just feeling very internally like conflicted. Yeah. Um, and so I remember when I was a sophomore in high school, um, it was one of the hardest years of my life. A lot of my friends were very um, surface level. I was friends with them because I thought they were really cool and I wanted, you know, um, them to like me and I did not have a relationship with Jesus at this point, even though I was still very much pretending that I did. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up just going to um, our youth pastor at the time, Mark, and just kind of like told him, hey, I need to talk to you about some of these like doubts and questions that I have. And it was really scary for me because it was the first time that I had like vocalized those things. Mm -hmm. And so I remember just like sitting in his office and I broke down crying and was just like, here's like classic here's... moment with Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just here's, here's my doubts and my questions and my struggles and yeah. my fears. And he just looked at me and said, Olivia, I'm not worried about you. And I looked back at him and was like, what? <laughs> like, I just told you I don't know if I'm a Christian and I don't know if I believe who, you know, what Jesus says and, like, all of these mm -hmm. different things. Like, how can you not be, like, concerned for me? And he just said, like, the fact that you're asking these questions 
shows a wanting and a desire to know, to understand, and to mm-hmm. make this, like, faith, this commitment your own. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of, like, blew me away because I, I did not look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Um, but it really helped me to understand, like, it's okay to have questions and it's okay to not know everything. Like, coming to terms with, I'm not going to know everything. <laughs> like, right. um, and so from there, like, Mark just said, let's let's start tackling some of these questions. Let's open the Bible and, and find these answers. Mm-hmm. And that really helps, too, with me feeling like, okay... I can also figure these questions out for myself. And, like, the Lord has literally given us, like, an entire book. Um, And so that is really kind of what kick-started, like, my relationship, my personal relationship with Jesus. Um, And so that was kind of, like, my junior year of high school is then I switched schools and started going Mm -hmm. to a Christian school and was surrounded by, like, so many Christian friends and this beautiful community of people that like we're doing Bible studies together during lunch and I have teachers Mm -hmm. that are praying for me and that are you know asking me how I'm doing and how my relationship with Jesus is and in what areas do I need to grow in and Mm -hmm. like I had never had that before I was in like public schools and it was it was just such an, an incredible experience and it really made me realize the importance of my community and the people around me because mm-hmm. up until that point even though I had a very strong Christian community my friends my school life it was all very very secular and very controversial to to my beliefs and mm-hmm. and so I really just wasn't I wasn't growing because I wasn't surrounding myself with people that were like-minded and also pursuing Jesus yeah and so that's really kind of where I started recognizing the importance of my friends and the people I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, have grown a lot <laughs> since since high school. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's been really cool being able to walk through that. And I even know, like, when I first met you, kind of like in my sophomore and junior year, I expressed to you a lot of the struggles <laughs> and, like, doubts that I yeah. had and... I remember you were pretty surprised with some yeah. of them too. I literally remember a moment when we were sitting on your couch, like, and we were watching, we just got done watching a movie, and you just turned to me and you were like, Sarah, I don't know what I believe. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> we just got, like, we went from, like, watching a super lighthearted movie to, like, going super, like, theological, and I yeah. was like, okay, like, and I don't even remember, like, our conversation, but I just remember, like, leaving that and, like, recognizing, like, oh, like, I'm not the only one who has doubts and struggles. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, a really common um, reason that people who grew up in the faith, like, leave the church is because Mm -hmm. they think, oh, I'm having doubts, therefore I just must, like, just almost be a lie. But in reality, like, it's healthy to have doubts because, like, it... I forget how the way Mark explained it to me because he explained it, like, something similar to that to me, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It shows that you care and it shows that, like, you're not just, like, blindly following your faith, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you are yeah. digging into, like, okay, is this is this true? And, you know, after you um, come to the end of it, like, seeking truth, seeking right. Jesus, like, you will find him. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think yeah. that's really cool. And I also, the reason I, like, chose the po- topic of friendship also for this podcast is just because you're my best friend. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize that, like, 
friendship has like had such an like huge impact on your testimony. Yeah. Because you said that when you were in at the public school and you're surrounding yourself with non-believing friends, like you were just like so dragged down and that makes sense because yeah. like obviously it's important to still have non-believing friends as a mm-hmm. Christian. Absolutely. Um, but just not a lot like having that be your like main source of community because then yeah. it's very easy to keep your eyes to move your eyes off of Jesus. And right. then, yeah. So Yeah. I think that was one of my biggest struggles was like I was I was very it was very apparent that I was depressed and anxious and struggling and my friends, uh, people I thought were my friends, didn't weren't doing anything about it. Yeah. And so I really realized the lack, the lack of depth in those relationships um, and it really hurt. Like, and, yeah. it, and I really realized at that point, like, okay, these aren't like, there's no depth and like foundation to these friendships. It's very shallow. And it was, it was really hard um, and kind of added to this feeling of, you know, being alone and like not knowing how to get through that. And so thankfully, like my parents, my sophomore year um, got me into counseling and I was mm-hmm. able to kind of work through some of those things. And like, thankfully, um, the Lord took those things away from me and um, I haven't struggled with depression or anxiety, things like that since. Um, yeah. So I've been very, very thankful for that. But yeah, it's friendships, community, it, it has a huge impact on, on the people that we are and how we live our lives. And um, it's really important to, to have people that are in your corner encouraging you, rooting you on, mm-hmm. like um, challenging you. And so if you don't have friends that value the same things as you, mm-hmm. you're not going to be filled up in those areas. Yeah. So Absolutely. I feel like nowadays, like, a lot of people view friendship as like what can you give me mm-hmm. instead of like how can I pour into you how can I serve you and obviously if you're the only one serving and like the other person is just like taking advantage of that um, mm-hmm. then that's not healthy either right um, but then also I think if that's happening like if you were to just like stop messaging me and like I hadn't seen you for a couple weeks like I would probably come to your house and be like, Aww. hey, like, what's happening? Like, are you okay? Like, it would, that would be my first thought is like, is she okay? But I think that a lot of times, I mean, even my old way of thinking was like, wow, she hates me. She's so mad at me. Like, therefore, mm. I'm going to hold a grudge against her. Mm. You know, it's not yeah. like actually thinking about what the circumstances are of the other person. It's just right. thinking, how is this affecting me? And, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, like, the Lord has done a huge work in my heart about friendship. And because mm-hmm. in high school, I was totally that person mm-hmm. of, like, well, not to all friendships, but in certain friendships um, of just, like, take, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and not really, like, giving fully. Mm-hmm. And that also depends on personalities, too. Not that, like, if someone does that it, as part of, like, their personality, they can't change because they definitely can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I yeah, definitely see that in this world and this culture, especially American culture specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I know it is. It's easy to fall into that mindset of what can I get out of these friendships? And mm-hmm. so um, like part of my testimony and, and how the different circumstances that the Lord brought me through, it really ingrained in me like this importance of encouragement and hospitality and like pouring into yeah. your friends and making sure that like you're lifting them up and you're challenging them and motivating them and like Mm -hmm. and 
I'm a huge advocate for verbally communicating to people, like um, encouraging words and like lifting them up. I'm a huge words of affirmation person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also just the opp- different opportunities that the Lord has given um, to my family and I to be able to be hospitable to our friends and family. I mean, with you coming to live with us, like that yeah. was you had kind of reached out to me and it was during COVID where we're all struggling with feeling alone. Um, And my family and I, like, we prayed about it and we just immediately, all of us were like, yeah, Sarah is going to come live with us. Like Mm -hmm. there was just kind of no question about it. And so just even have that example from my parents of being so open and welcoming to friends and family and um, inviting them into, to our lives. Um, it's just a huge blessing. I feel like that's such a way to, an incredible way to bless friends is, is to invite them into your life, to be intentional with them, yeah. to not only encourage them, but to let them know, like, I'm here for you and I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice things for you or, you know, go out of my way to, to do things, um, that, that will help you. Um, right. So, and also like with you guys inviting me to live with you, that like was seriously so life changing because mm-hmm. I saw what like, a healthy Christian family looks like, like mm-hmm. how healthy arguments are solved. And like, you didn't just like say like, Hey, come live with us and sleep on the couch. Like you guys made like a whole room for me <laughs> in the basement. Like that was so like amazing. And like, then it flooded, but, yeah. you know, but just, it was just so like sweet. And mm-hmm. it was just such a, like such a huge marker, mile marker in my life of living mm-hmm. with you guys. And then that made us so close. And I yeah. never once felt like I was like intruding. Like I just right. felt like part of the family. Absolutely. And, yeah. And you very much were like, yeah. like Izzy and I consider you like our sister yeah. and my parents very much view you as a daughter. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, very sweet dynamic. It was a really cool season of life to be able to share with you and it was really cool to see how that like continued to change our friendship and made it all the more sweeter yeah I agree I feel like sometimes the, like if you live with someone it can like either go super super great or like not so great and so <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that it went super super great for us me too yeah. um yeah that's it was like who like gets just like live with their best friend during a <laughs> lockdown like I know. what <laughs> Yeah, I still look back on that year. What a different time. I know. I know, like, we, like, we didn't really, we only sent one person out of the house to get groceries. And, like, leaving the house was, like, a huge thing. Like, going to the park. And we always made sure we were six feet apart from people at least. And it was crazy. Right, yeah. I think even just in general, too, the year of 2020 with COVID and everything, really, for a lot of people, they recognized the importance of community. Because at that point, too, like, churches stopped meeting, and, like, it was just, there was this, like, emptiness, this void of community Mm -hmm. for months, and like a lot of people really came to the realization of like, okay, community is important. I need to be surrounded by people. And like God has created us for community. We are not meant to do life alone. Right. And so like those friendships, those relationships are very crucial and important Mm -hmm. in our lives. Um, And so, yeah, I think for all of us, it was kind of a big wake up call too of like, yeah, um, this is a lot more important. And I've definitely taken some of these relationships and freedoms for granted. Yeah. Um, and some different community aspects, being able to meet with people and like gather together. And like hugs. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was a huge thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was like the worst part about like COVID from my experience is like not being able to hug anyone. Yeah. Or when I had COVID <laughs> and I had a friend come home who just got out of a rough breakup mm. and I could not give her a hug and oh. I was like I'm sorry, I like I'm just making my quesadilla and I can't give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a couple of verses that you wanted to share. Yeah, yeah. Um, so something that like, uh, just a verse that came to mind as I was thinking about the importance of friendships and um, just the intention that the Lord has behind friendships and who he created us to be was Galatians 6, 2, to share in each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. Um, so like to, to truly love our neighbors, to love mm-hmm. the people that we are in community with that are in our lives. Um, and to share one another's burdens with each other mm-hmm. has been something that like the Lord has placed a desire in my heart to not only be friends with people and enjoy the good times of life, but also to mm-hmm. make sure that like I'm showing up for my friends in the rough seasons and that like mm-hmm. I'm not leaving them alone in that because the trials of life, the suffering, the hard seasons, that's, mm-hmm. that's when you need community and people the most. When mm-hmm. I felt like I was alone struggling with all of my questions and doubts and things like that, like I didn't have friends that were asking me specifically about those things or that yeah. were like encouraging me. And so I just felt incredibly alone and I didn't grow for many years of my life because I just was like stagnant and sitting in these mm-hmm. questions and not going anywhere with it. Right. And so that's something that like I I want to show up for my friends and be able to not only be, you know, a positive source of encouragement in their life, but also Mm -hmm. just be there as a shoulder to cry on or someone to be able to just be a listening ear and be able to share in those burdens so that they know like they, they aren't alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's something that has, yeah, been very, very important in a way that I've like continually try and show up for my friends in my life. Yeah. That reminds me of the Canada trip, like, before I hurt myself. <laughs> like, when, even just, like, how we all had to carry those, like, 40-pound bags. Yeah. And then we took turns carrying the big canoe. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was such a great analogy of, like, you have to carry your own stuff, but then also yeah. sometimes stuff, like, the burden of the canoe is, like, right. so heavy, you have to, like, share that with each mm-hmm. other. And then, what a great analogy, too, when I tore a ligament in my ankle and couldn't do anything. It's like, okay, when someone's, like, really struggling, maybe they just, like, need to be carried for a little yeah. bit, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I don't know if Mark did that on purpose, planned that <laughs> analogy, but it was a really good analogy. Yeah. I don't, not, not hurting my ankle. I mean, like, the, <laughs> the trip was after you on that trip. Right. <laughs> Look at this story we can use in the future. <laughs> you put that stuff there that I would trip over it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a really good analogy. Like being able to, like just the picture of carrying one another's burdens. We all have stuff to carry on our own. Um, yeah. But also being able to not only give those burdens to Jesus, who tells us to like give them over to him because mm-hmm. his... Uh, Yoke is, what is it? Yoke is easy, it's burden is light. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, just like being able to surrender that to Jesus. And Jesus calls us like his friends too. Like he wants to be in relationship with us like that as well. So I think that just continues to like 
prove that like we are made to be in friendships with one another that Jesus wants to be our friend and yeah. in that way we should be friends with others um, pursuing them the way that Christ pursues us absolutely and I feel like it being in America just like this like idea of individualism mm-hmm. you know just like I can do this all on my own like I can succeed I can do this and it's made like just our culture not even as a world but like as Americans of we don't need community you know mm-hmm. and I mean if you look at other countries where they have like literal like tribes of like raising families you know mm-hmm. like they like you know it takes a village type of thing but yeah. it's like a literal village right versus America it's very much so it's like uncommon to find Mm -hmm. that to like find someone who's just like oh hey like do you need a place to stay like Mm -hmm. or like you know and if it is like oh oh, do you need a place to stay it's can sometimes be more of like a showboat type of thing instead of genuine like Mm -hmm. I'm welcoming you in um just because of the way that we have created this American dream Mm -hmm. um of just being like our own little tiny like world as a family Yeah, they, it's very much, like, go out, do things on your own, like, you know, be your own person, and, like, um, you do you, yeah, (laughs) right, be independent and strong, and, like, get, yeah, do things on your own and stuff, well, it's, like, well, we weren't created to do that, and, like, if we're trying to do things on our own, it's, we're going to get burned out at some point, like, that's, a lot of those, like, ideas are just so unattainable. Like, we'll never yeah. be able to, like, go through all of these things on our own. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're created to be reliant on God. Um, yeah. But also, like, reliant on one another. We're called to be, like, mm-hmm. the body of Christ and coming to one another in aid and, like, mm-hmm. lending a helping hand and having that servant heart attitude towards one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. So a verse that I thought of was Proverbs seventeen seventeen, which says, "A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity." Mm-hmm. I I just think that verse is so beautiful. Of like mm-hmm. a friend loves at literally like all the time. You know, a true friend loves at all times, and sometimes yeah. that love doesn't look like just showering you with affection or like mm-hmm. like adoration. Sometimes it it means the hard conversations. You know, right. and um. Sometimes that's just, like, what loving someone in that moment looks like, you know, mm-hmm. is having Absolutely. a hard conversation with them. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I've also recognized the importance of in, in my friendships is making sure that um, that there is more depth to it. People that are willing to point out some of the my weaknesses and the areas mm-hmm. that I need to be challenged in and grow in because a lot of my friendships that weren't very deep that were very surface level it was always like yes they'd encourage me and they'd you know be like oh no like you're doing good you don't have Mm -hmm. to change well it's like okay but I need people in my life to tell me like to point things out to me because I have blind spots I have areas that I'm weak in and I need people to come alongside me and for me when people point out those things in a loving and truthful way right it can be so beneficial um especially with, with people that I trust and I, I trust their opinion and mm-hmm. um, and know that their heart is for me to be a healthy individual that is like yeah. pursuing holiness. Um, and so I think it's really important to like have those friendships that they're gonna say some tough stuff, but knowing like mm-hmm. it's out of love. 
Um, right. And yeah. obviously, yeah. you can tell if a friend is saying something out of love or not by the way that they say it. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I see that you're, like, wearing something that's, in, like, not modest or something, <laughs> if I just go... Olivia, you are dressed like I wouldn't. I would not like go near you. Like you need to change. Like that would be really rude and not loving. Yeah. But if I was like, hey, Olivia, like, can we have a conversation? Like, mm-hmm. I just noticed this, and um, I just know that like it could be an issue for like someone else. Like, and yeah. Um, I don't really know if that's honoring to the Lord. I don't think that's mm-hmm. honoring to the Lord type of thing. And then, yeah, but you have to like. Be kind in the way you speak it, too, mm-hmm. you know. And God right. also tells us to do that, you know. Yes. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. To speak in, in truth and in love. With yeah. Grace and mercy, but also with, like, truth and authority of, like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's good. I, I always want to be growing and, like, yeah, learning absolutely. and moving forward. Um, and so, yeah, it's important to have people in, in your life that are going to mm-hmm. have the hard conversations with you. Yeah, I think that's, like, something I've noticed is that, like, I think we all struggle with the balance between speaking the truth and love, and so something I've noticed is that people who were, like, spoken harsh truths throughout their childhood really emphasize the love and just, like, kind of forget about the truth that the aspectness. Yeah. And, like, vice versa. If someone was just, like, showered with love, like, oh, you're so perfect, like, nothing mm-hmm. you do wrong, like, you just can't do wrong, like, they have a hard time struggling with, like, um the like saying the, like the loving part you know mm-hmm. like sorry I lost my train of thought for that. I was like, <laughs> um like saying the truth in love they're just like hard truth you know like just so aggressive and um they're like kind of swung the pendulum on that mm-hmm. you know like yeah. this is not the right way to do it so therefore I have to do the exact opposite mm-hmm. but in reality it's like well that's not right either so we have to find the in between like balance of them right. both yeah absolutely mm-hmm. that's good to have that balance and it's definitely a learned trait like you don't just come out into the world and you're like all right I am really great at speaking the truth in love and I you know because <laughs> only person who did that was Jesus yeah. and like obviously he's perfect <laughs> right so. yeah yeah I definitely I recognize that I would tend to lean a lot more onto the side of, of grace and that like I would shy away from some of those hard conversations but like when I was struggling with like in middle school and high school and stuff like I needed a friend to come alongside and be like hey I noticed that you're struggling you're not doing too well yeah but at the same time I also wasn't like really putting myself out there I very much had that like error about myself of like everything's fine I've got it all together Mm -hmm. and I wasn't letting people into that and I was pretending everything's fine Um, and so that was very damaging. And so also learning about like how to be in authentic relationship with people, how to be completely real Mm -hmm. and honest. Um, because if we lean too much into the like side of grace and love and, you know, things like that, well, you're never Mm -hmm. going to solve any of the deeper rooted issues. And like, how are your friends going to know that you're struggling if you don't vocalize those things? Right. Exactly. And I, I remember when you were, like, more quiet and, like, didn't really talk much. And I was like, this girl is, like, really quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, the Lord, like, gave me a spirit of um, just being able to put myself out there more. Yeah. Like, 
Um, I used to be terrified of making new friends. I was not the person to put myself out there Mm -hmm. um, first. And so it's, yeah, been really encouraging to see how the Lord has kind of changed that. Um, I, if I'm being honest, always had like, I struggled with making friends that were like peers the same age as me. Oh, mm -hmm. Um, I either had friends that were younger than me or older than me. (laughs) There was kind of no in between. Um, and so I've been really thankful like these last few years to have friends that are in the same season of life as me and especially Mm -hmm. like moving to a new city, getting involved in a new community. It was really challenging for me at first because I realized like, okay, I'm going to have to put myself out here. Especially being in ministry. Right. Yeah. And then it's so easy though, too, in the beginning of new friendships and stuff to just kind of put on that mask of like, yeah, everything's great. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've got everything figured out and stuff. So again, it's been another like continuing to learn like, okay, how, how do I be a (laughs) hundred percent real and honest about where I'm at and what my struggles are. And thankfully, like, the Lord has been so gracious and has brought me really good friends in this season of life that mm-hmm. I've been able to share struggles with and that are praying for me and encouraging me and challenging me. And so it's been really cool to see how in the different seasons of life, as I've gone from changing schools and through college and now living in a new city and starting up a new job position in ministry, like, God has been very faithful in providing friendships that are real and authentic and um, have just been so good for my soul. And yeah. Um, yeah, just very, very thankful for the friendships he's provided me with. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like once you find like a true strong friend, like you're like, it's like a breath of fresh air. It you is, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you realize like, okay, I don't, I don't have to pretend right. with this person. Exactly. I, like, you can yeah. just be completely yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to worry about anything. Right. You know? Yeah. So to end this episode, um, we have a response from the <laughs> <laughs> from the Instagram. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> I don't <know>. Response. <laughs> section of the Bible and music preferences. Mm. So I have, is it like favorite books of the Bible or? Yeah. Okay. So Romans, I just have, that's always like, that's a good one. (laughs) Yes. Love Romans. I've also for a while now, just continue going back to the letters, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Mm-hmm. Those, I, I, there's just so much, like, so much to take and learn from. Um, there's a lot of calling out in those ones. There is. Calls, like, hey, y'all are doing this wrong. You guys yeah. are doing this wrong. Don't you think you're too good? Because you're also doing this wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess maybe I have been leaning more into the <laughs> side of things lately. Like... I need to feel convicted. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think those would definitely be, like, my go-to books as of recently. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I really love the book of Hebrews. I was telling you about mm-hmm. how, like, my Bible is just, like, my old Bible 
almost every verse in Hebrews is highlighted just because I went through it so many times and like every time I went through Um, I was like oh this is also a good verse and then I just like highlighted like pretty much the whole thing um it's just so good like I haven't read it in a while so I think I'm gonna go through it soon but it's it's top tier and then also the book of John if Mm -hmm. someone is uh has just recently come to Christ that is the first book that I recommend they read just because there's so much good information like it's right. like I think it's one of the longest gospels I think Matthew mm-hmm. was the longest um but it's just super great yeah I love, I love and it. that's kind of what you've based this podcast off of right Is yeah John yeah exactly so <laughs> yes so good that's I also love John and I think that that's a really resourceful book for new believers but also just for good reminders of, yeah absolutely you know, like yeah um beautiful pictures too I love abide has always been like uh, a big word in in our family mm-hmm. and john 15 is my mom's one of her favorite verses and well and this better be her favorite yeah. podcast oh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was literally like thinking about naming the podcast like abide in the vine but then mm-hmm. i looked it up on spotify there were like a million uh, abide in the vine podcasts I so yeah. i was like okay i gotta get my creative brain thinking yeah and so mm-hmm. yeah and then music preferences. So I don't, I don't have like the typical like music preferences. I've never really been big into like pop music or country or I mean, I guess maybe sometimes rock, but I've always been like really enjoyed alternative rock or folk indie mm-hmm. music. Um, so I would say I listen to like a lot of alternative Christian, kind of mm-hmm. more non-traditional Christian worship songs um that's pretty much what I have on repeat yeah (laughs) so yeah what about you um I really like I don't know like what type of music he is but Chris Renzema Mm -hmm. I don't I really don't know like what brand that would be (laughs) what flavor (laughs) um but I really enjoy his music like I could just listen to his music on repeat Mm -hmm. especially if I'm like feeling kind of sad like it's just it's so real and it's yeah. so like just his and he's so like incredibly creative with his lyrics and yeah. um it's really crazy and it was so crazy when I met one of the girls who like went to be shop with him mm, and I had yeah. one of his verses on like uh my like little letter board and right. she's like this is so funny I'm gonna take a picture and send it to him and I was like <laughs> you have Chris Benson's number like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's um, funny. but yeah he's pretty great and yeah. then um, his new album too is yeah. really good. Really good. <laughs> I literally I could just listen. To, if I had to choose one artist to listen to for the rest of my life, it would be him. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that confident in his yes. music. That's good. <laughs> um and then honestly, like I know this is not an unpopular opinion, but I do like country. I think yeah. I think it's just cuz like I grew up listening to a lot of country, especially mm-hmm. like old country. Um cuz my dad like when he would have friends over, he would just pop in whatever CDs he mm-hmm. had and most of them were like Johnny Cash and like, <laughs> yeah. you know like those type of artists and right. so yeah I do enjoy some country as well yeah see I grew up where my mom does not like country music and my dad does <laughs> and so it was very conflicting like <laughs> my dad would turn on country and my mom would be like just turn this off right now yeah. um I don't know so I I didn't really grow up with an appreciation for it as much. right but yeah I mean I think it, I think it's fine it's just yeah my preference is typically like 
more alternative mm-hmm. indie kind of music. So I remember one of the first times that I was staying the night at your not staying the night at your house, but like during COVID. Yeah. And I heard the speaker in your guys' bathroom as your dad was showering and it was like <laughs> like major hardcore country and I was like <laughs> Jeff, like what the heck? There's having <laughs> no like a throwdown in shower. <laughs> it's either he's listening to country <laughs> Christian rap <laughs> or talk radio. Oh That's... yeah, he's also done that. Listen to talk yeah. radio in the shower. Really yep, funny. I know. Yeah, see, it's everyone has their their preferences. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. So fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on my podcast today and sharing your story as well as talking a little bit about friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really glad I was able to just kind of share about how the Lord has worked in my life and what he's revealed to me about friendships and the importance of that. So yeah, appreciate this time to be able to share and hope this is an encouragement to whoever's listening. (laughs) Cherie, you better listen to this episode. (laughs) Hi, mom. (laughs) And I also just want to thank you for being a great friend. You were literally the first person that I thought of when I thought of, like, who can I talk about friendship with? Wow. That is so sweet. Yeah. I'm so thankful to, like, be just doing life with you. The fact that, like, the Lord has allowed us to be in each other's lives still and be very intentional in our friendship with Mm -hmm. one another. It's been an incredible blessing to me and just really thankful for your friendship and your encouragement and support. And I just love you. I love you. (laughs) So crazy. I would never have thought that like out of everyone in the youth group, like we would have been the two that like ended up being like friends for our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's really like the Lord is the one that that orchestrates those those friendships. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's really beautiful to see how he brings those unexpected friendships around. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, that is a close for this episode. Um, The next episode, it will be just me. And I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do yet, but it's going to be here. So it will be released at 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. for YouTube. Just cut it here.